When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rich Eisen. He is one of the all-time... Rich Eisen. Absolute frigging greats. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I don't see no competition. With guest host Ben Lyons. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey, Rich. Huge fan. Love your show. Listen to it every day. Thanks, brother. The Rich Eisen Show. And now, sitting in for Rich... Here's Ben Lyons. Welcome back to the show. Hour three rolls on. NBA Finals game four in the books. WNBA All-Star game in the books last night. I love the format. Team USA versus the WNBA All-Stars. Arike Ogunbowale gets the WNBA MVP, dropping 26. Chris Middleton goes for 40, and the Bucks get a big win in game four. I don't know too many Milwaukee Bucks fans in my life, and I definitely only know one Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Seattle Supersonics, Nebraska Cornhuskers fan. And he's kind enough to join the show right now, a member of the original cast of Survivor and the host of The Shane Show, available, of course, for wherever you listen to podcasts and radio shows. Shane Powers, is it safe to say, Shane, you're the only Nebraska Sonics Bucks fan on planet Earth? I gotta believe that that is the case, Young Lions. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, you are definitely one of one, an American original, uh, who is Los Angeles's only Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Describe what it was like for you living in Los Angeles all these years between Keyshawn's Super Bowl and TB12 Super Bowl, being a Bucks fan in Los Angeles. Strange thing really now is more after this Super Bowl because I think that you and I you would you were working on something and you and we had a nice five to seven minute talk and I think I might have been the only one in America on top of being <laughs> on top of being the Husker Buccaneer guy. I think I told you it was going to be a blowout and it wasn't going to even be close. So when we won. The thing that's gotten weird for me, Ben, is that I've met more Buccaneer fans in the last five months than I've met in the history of being a Buck fan since 79. I mean, they're they're coming out of the – I've lived in Jacksonville my whole life. I mean, they start – they go – and I hate saying that I'm a Bucks fan now because every, I feel like everybody's going to roll their eyes and bandwagon me. So – I kind of like, I, I love walking around my life with like my old Sports Illustrated that I've had since the early 80s because I want to prove it's it's really, it's actually kind of terrible, man. I'm not having a very fun time right now because of the whole bandwagon thing. It's awful. If there's anyone in my life who's a sports fan who their favorite team could win a championship and that would make them miserable, it's Shane Powers. That's ridiculous. It's, well, first of all, what is fandom, right? Like, I, fandom is community. For me, and I think that, I, I, how about this? I know you know this better than anybody. Your love for the Knicks 
when you guys win a ring, and I really do believe in the next 10 years you guys are going to get it done. I really believe that. When you win a ring, it will you will understand, I think actually because you're even older, there's going to be a thing like, okay, we won it. We've been chasing it because we chased both my teams. Nebraska had chased a, a, a ring since 1971 for 25 years, right? And so in 95, we got it done. And I'll never forget feeling that feeling of like after we won and we had so many years where Osborne got close and we had the 83 Orange Bowl and then we had, I mean, it was like and then Penn State in 82 and there was, there was so many times we had almost won. And then when we finally won, I'll never forget about five minutes after the game was over, I just thought to myself, well, now what? Like, I, I, I got to, I guess, I I guess we're at the top of the mountain and there's this thing that has been elusive that I've been chasing as a fan my whole, and now I guess we have it now and then I kind of you kind of realize the community of people that you're with the like-minded nature of coming together ritually every year going this is the year and then having something go wrong or not go right but still being together it's there, you can never replace the community of fandom. My girl is not a big sports fan. She's just never been a big sports fan. She also finds it very weird that grown men scream at televisions, idolizing other grown men. Like she thinks it's a very, very strange activity. When she, but she also, as a result of being with me for eight and a half years, realizes that there were times when my son and I had nothing to talk about, like Daniel Stern says, it's so true in the City Slickers movie, that when there were things that we were just there, we could always talk about Nebraska football, or we could always talk about how uh, Dungey wasn't doing things right. And it's community is really every, that's the thing that I celebrate the most about sports. And I got news for you. I think there's a real good shot. We go, uh, we go eighteen and zero. Or is it going to be nineteen and zero now that there's the extra game? Oh well, honestly, think- uh, Shane Powers joins the show. Los Angeles' oldest and biggest Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. The jersey on the t- on the, uh, the the tag on the jersey was popped a long time ago, uh, compared to a lot of these newbies who are running around after the Super Bowl. It sounds like, but I would take Tampa over the field. I think in the NFC to at least get back. To the Super Bowl, it feels like the NFC's up for grabs as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. As you head into this next part of the, you know, this next season, you gotta be feeling really good to repeat. It's been a while since we've seen a repeat in, in, in for champion in the NFL, but the Bucks has as good a shot as anybody. I mean, I, I see. Well, first of all, you bring all twenty-two back, and, and all twenty-two of those guys. That defense is young. The defense is hungry. They've got the, you know, they've got their quarterback by Levante David. He, you know, it's really interesting. He sort of is the heart and soul of that defense. And then because he's so good and he's so solid, it really allows it allows Shaq Barrett and Devin White to get creative, especially Devin White. It's it's weird. Shaq Barrett. <laughs> Shaq Barrett is sort of now, I'm watching him sort of mature, and you've got this old Derek Brooks kind of old lion, David in the middle. You've got Shaq Barrett, and now Devin White is just this young kid with his ears back, just all over the place making plays. I mean, the, the defense looks great, and I was, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday. 
You go Mike Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown, Gronk. I I mean I don't who's stopping that? There's no one. They're not. No one's going to be able to score a lot of points. And I mean I don't know anybody that's stopping that. I I, I really do believe there is because there's a lot of people like how are they going to do this year? Whatever team it was when it was Brady with New England. But there is a very real shot that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not lose a game this year. I think there's one potential possibility. I, I believe, and I said this four months ago, I believe there's a – because I've, I've been doing – I started this crazy business, card breaking, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the – I really believe that – I really believe that – I really believe Aaron Rodgers will be a saint because I think he wants to play – I think he wants to win now. That team is one quarter. They're a quarterback away, like a lot of teams, but they really are. Peyton and him, I think, would get along. I think he's out of Green Bay, and I really do believe that Rodgers and Brady want to play each other twice a year and then one more time in the playoffs. I really see Rodgers going to New Orleans. Where do you – because he's gone, Correct. I think he's out. I don't know if it'll be at the start of the season, during the season, maybe after this season. He will not end his career in Green Bay. I think he's coming west. I think he's coming to Las Vegas. I could see him, West Coast kid, playing with with Gruden and playing on that stage. And by the time that happens, you know, uh, maybe Mahomes and the Chiefs are going through a rebuild as Kelsey's getting older or something next year. I don't know. But I I see him heading west, if anything. You don't see him going, and you see him sitting out? or, or No, I don't see him after. sitting out. He's too old to sit out. It's too much money to sit out. Um, I see him somehow forcing his way through a trade out west, but I love your head where, where it's at with New Orleans, and the idea of seeing Brady and, and Rodgers twice a year you know, would, would be great for the next few years, or as however long Tom plays, which could be you know 10 years with whatever's in that TB12 stuff. Um, but Shane, I do want to talk to you about this, uh, this card breaking business. You mentioned Shane powers joins the show. You can follow him of course on Twitter at the Shane show at the Shane powers, but he hosts the Shane show, uh, podcast and radio show, which is just tremendous talking about everything in life, not just sports, but when it comes to, uh, this baseball card phenomenon, which has really kind of taken hold of the zeitgeist since the pandemic began, uh, tell me about your involvement in it and what you love about it and what's going on with trading cards. Shane Powers, going once, going twice. Did we lose Shane? Was he so fired up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Is he there? Shane, we lose you? Chickity-chick. Chickity-chick. Chickity-check. Chickity-check, check. There he is. All right, what do you think about this whole card-breaking thing? And tell me about the new business you started. Well, let me ask you a question. Did you you collected cards as a kid? Did you not? I do. Yes, I have four hundred and sixty Jose Canseco's, including the rated rookie Donruss. Pandemic, correct? You revisited that through some. You're at home. Maybe you're with the parents. You're back in the thing. You don't got a lot going on. You can't go anywhere. Did you revisit your card collection, or did it at least come up in your head while you were locked up? Absolutely. My father has every top set since I was born in 1981, including 10,000 Red Sox cards. I don't know how much a Mike Greenwell will go. He came in second in the 88 MVP voting. <laughs> 
Okay, well, here's what happened. All of America was locked up in their house. All of America had nothing to do. All of America was either like at their house or they were going to visit their family. And what happens is when humans have nothing to do, they look backward and they reflect and they start digging through their attics. And the next thing you know, there's a there's a there's a there's an entire generation of kids that have kind of been reintroduced to their childhood. And then what happens is I have a you know my I have a longtime friend of mine, Matt Kater, uh, who does the advert who does the advertising for my show, and he calls me in January and says, "Have you ever heard of card breaking?" And I'm like, "I don't I have no idea what that means." So he says, "Well, why don't you go research it?" And I went and researched it, and basically. You go on your social media, your Instagram Live or a Twitch. We buy a bunch of inventory cards, and then I go live. People come into the live, and I open the cards as they buy them, and people come together. Again, I think the word of the day is community, and we've built up this really fun community. It's called Crackpot Breaks. People come in four days a week. I open cards for them, and I got news for you. I thought this thing was going to be... I thought it was going to like uh, the pandemic and what else, why not? And we got to, and it has become <laughs> one of the funnest things I've ever done for work in the history of my 50 years. There is nothing like breaking open a Justin Herbert on card to 20 and having 50 people jumping up and down screaming. And another guy who just a 23 year old kid who just, bought a pack of cards for 150 bucks and is now holding an $8,000 car. I mean, it's, it's truly, it's the most, it's like sports uh, slot machines. It, it's the greatest. I'm having the most fun I've ever had. And it's also reintroduced me to basketball. I, you know, basketball for me, Ben, my, my son is a, my son is a, a high level. He coaches at a high level high school in Los Angeles and I really love watching high school basketball. I enjoy some college, but I had really gotten away from the pro game just because of the the style of play. You get into these. I've gotten into this card breaking business, and we're having we're having a blast. And Tops has been repo. We're having a blast, right? So it has reintroduced me to the sport on an intimate level. Basketball, like I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying the finals, like I haven't enjoyed in years. And it's also, it's just, how about this? You need to come break. You know, TJ, I don't know if, is TJ on today? No, TJ's on vacation. I think he's on that boat with Magic Johnson and Sam Jackson in the south of France or something. All the time. He's the, and I've never had you in. Why have you not come in and, and tried to, Run down a, a Quigley. I'm down. Are you kidding me? If I if I got an Obi Toppin live on Crackpot Breakers, I think the internet would break. <laughs> I love it, and it's it's so true, Shane. I mean, the same way you're talking about how the card business now is connecting you to the next generation of football players, basketball players. It's the same thing I remember my dad telling me when we would go to the Armenian church, which would get taken over on the weekends by baseball card dealers. And I would get all excited about tracking down a Greg Jeffries because I thought he was the next big guy. Uh, of course. It, 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 helps, it helps that you know that older generation connect with the, the, the revolving door of new players in these leagues. And I'm glad it's doing well for you, man. It's called Crackpot Breakers. Crackpotbreaks.com. By the way, the church basement is now a, a, 
it's the same thing, right? It's the same concept. We're just living in the 21st century, and we don't got to get into our cars. Like, the church basement is three, is three buttons away, but I bet you and your dad, I bet your dad looked forward, so looked forward to taking you to the church basement. I bet he, I bet he, he lived, I don't have to, I don't have to get in the car and drive my kid there now. We just, I'm two buttons away. He jumps into the live. We've created a, we've got a really nice community of human beings to come in and rip. I, I, it's, it's been, it really, it's so funny. It's like everything in life, man. You must, this is my, I don't know how much time we got left, but I'm going to just, you got to leave yourself. This is the thing that I have learned more than anything as I've gotten older. You must leave yourself open to being surprised because as a 50 year old dude, somebody says, you want to go do this? You want to, what do you think about this? And I already have 15 judgments in my head about what I think that's going to be based on all of the life experience I have. Right. So what that will do is it will limit how I think or what I do in my life because I'm using, I'm negatively using my past experience to drive what I'm doing in my life today. So I need, I, I really tried, I've really tried to say, you know what, I'm going to say yes more than I ever have. If somebody says something and I think, no, that's going to be terrible or that's going to be this or that, I go, yep, I want to do that. Or because I, and I want to leave myself open to being surprised because as I get older and the wisdom comes, you realize how much you really don't know. I mean, I dude, I'm in the twilight of my life, man. I'm 50. It's a really weird, weird time. And I'm having a blast. I would never have thought, I would, I would never have been like, yeah, let's do a card-breaking business. I, I would never have done that five years ago. But you leave yourself open to be surprised, and you say yes more than you say no. And life starts to get really, really interesting and fun. I'm having the best time I've ever had, and it's only because I'm a little more open than I ever have been. And I think that's what you learn as you get older. You just you, you leave yourself open to being surprised. Well, I'm uh, I'm so appreciative that you said yes to coming on the show today and sharing some wisdom <laughs> and telling us more about this card business because it is a valuable lesson in life as we get older and to keep that Yo, element of surprise. Horse? Are you a horse guy at all? No, I don't do horses. Are you kidding me? No, you, I don't do horses. You ever go up to Saratoga? No, I, I have in the past, but I'm done with horse racing. You know, there's dark energy around that sport. You know me. I'm an energy guy. I need to keep it light. You know, it's... <laughs> Why is are, have you those horse, aren't those horses taken care of better than no no they're not have you seen what's been happening out here at Santa Anita what are you talking about I don't know how we ended this great segment about taking on new opportunities and chance with like the heavy energy of horse racing you want to talk about the ponies and OTB <laughs> well because I was gonna go up to Saratoga and hang out and kind of why I, I no no well, I'll talk to you off air we'll talk we'll give you some other great sports things to do up in. <sighs> Up in upstate New York in Josh Allen's backyard, and it won't be the ponies. Um, Shane Powers joins the show. The Shane Show, Crackpot Breaks. I'm definitely coming on to try to find me a future for Hall of Famer, R.J. Barricard. Thanks for taking some time, buddy. Yo, be safe. The only Cornhuskers Sonics Buccaneers fan in the world. 
former member of uh, the TV show Survivor. Shane's lived a, a great life, and he's got a great life in front of him. And we have a great show in front of us as well, because coming up next, we return to the NBA Finals. Roe Parrish, NBA TV. That's my co-host. That's my former co-host, my buddy. NBA TV's own Roe Parrish will be checking in next. It's Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Welcome back to the show. The show rolls on. Ben Lyons in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. As always, you can get in touch with the show at Rich Eisen Show at I am Ben Lyons. Always love popping in on this show, getting to do my thing, talk sports. But it's so much more fun to have a co-host. I really enjoy having somebody who I can bounce things off of and somebody who I can share the mic with. And I was very fortunate for a few seasons down with NBA TV and Turner Sports to host a show called The Warm-Up. And my co-host from that show will always be my co-host. That's my co-host is Roe Parrish from NBA TV who joins the show. How are you, my friend? You enjoying these finals? Absolutely. Greetings and salutations to Ben. Shouts out to Rich as well. He made a great decision allowing you to hold down that seat while he out on vacation. So salute to you, Ben, number one. But I'm loving the finals to answer your question. Thanks so much, Ro. Glad to see the check I sent cleared. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> the block, shall we? I mean, talk about the, the, the historical context of the Giannis block last night. No question. I know a lot of times people are prisoners of the moment, but the moment that block happened in the group chat that I have that features a few Hall of Famers, a couple of NBA champions, and another producer, I said, listen, that 
block right there is going to be remembered and played over and over. And, of course, if they win, it's going to be remembered as the greatest block. Now, I had to slow myself down because, like I said, sometimes prisoner of the moment. Then I had to think, okay, what are the best blocks of all time in the playoffs? You have the Greek freak in that conversation. You go last year, bam, when he has the block against Jason Tatum to seal the victory. Tayshaun Prince against Reggie in the playoffs. Then you have the Greek freak right there. And then LeBron, I forgot about the, the one that LeBron had against the Spurs protecting the rim. But then I hate to do this to you, but you know what I'm going to say, my favorite block. Don't say Roy of, Hibbert of, of in Game 6. Don't say that. Why no, no, would no, no, you no. do that? Game gonna, 6, gonna, Roy Hibbert. Ended Mello's run in New York. No, he did, but but this one's gonna stick you a little bit closer to to because Charles Smith stopped again, stopped again, and stopped again. The legendary Marv Albert on the call. Those weren't block shots. That was just Charles Smith smithing. That was those were blocks. The first first play is a block shot. Then he was blocked again. Then he was stripped. (laughs) Horace. Mike and Scotty took that man's manhood in that moment in Madison Square Garden. So I'm not going to put them in any order, but that is my grouping of the best playoff blocks of all time. Roe Parrish from NBA TV, my former co-host on the warm-up, joins the show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich, and that's why I love having you, Rose, because everybody today is talking about the great defensive plays of all time across all sports and you are the first and only to bring up this Charles Smith, and I feel like you did it <laughs> just because it's me. Um, it's funny. You said being on the, on the group chat with some Hall of Famers, of course, working down at, at, at Turner and NBA TV, you get to call a lot of them coworkers. I remember being down there once, and we're driving to the set, and they pick us up from the hotels. A few of us are staying down at the Lowe's. A few of us are staying at the Four Seasons. And I'm in the car with Gary Payton, Quentin Richardson, and we're leaving the Lowe's, and we pick up Channing Fry, who's at the Four Seasons. And Gary Payton, the Hall of Famer, the Olympic gold medalist, he says, hey, man, how come you're at the Four Seasons and we're at the Lowe's? And Channing Fry, say, who won an NBA title with the Cleveland Cavaliers, as ex-Knicks often do, said, did you ask? Closed mouths don't get fed. And Gary Payton just looked there like stone-faced, his jaw on the ground. He's like, you're absolutely right. And that lesson stayed with me, Ro. I apply it to my life often. Channing Fries, closed mouths don't get fed. You got to ask for what you want in life. What life lessons have you learned from rubbing shoulders down with, at Turner with some of the great basketball players of all time? Shouts out to Channing Fry and, and shows in family wines. He's going to send me some wine just because I said that. That buttery and, Chardonnay has a nice <laughs> kick to it. But, no, Channing's great, man. That was that was an epic car ride, number one. I know it's a very short ride from those hotels to the studios. But shout-out Gary Payton, now head coach, Quentin Richardson, Chi-Town's finest. I love all those dudes. And that quote that you said from Channing Fry, closed mouths don't get fed, I learned that a long time ago from my OG, Deion Sanders. And he's taught me so much. We can get into that in another conversation because I don't work with him regularly on a daily basis. You asked me about my Turner situation. Charles Barkley, Hall of Famer, Dream Team, top 50 player, one of the greatest, if not the greatest sports broadcaster of all time, told me, listen, never focus on hitting home runs. Take your singles and doubles. That's going to add up and always do right by people. So that stuck with me. Shaquille O'Neal, one of the greatest, if not the greatest ever to do it, the most dominant, owns a million businesses, 
said, listen, man, you're going to be great. Just do you and be cool about it. The fact that those gentlemen, throwing Kenny Smith to everybody, as far as those guys go, they're always so humble, they're relatable, they're welcoming. They let me in the door the moment I came through, and they've always been great. And I, and, and I, and I saved the best for last, Ernie Johnson. No one is going to outwork the great le- – listen, I, I, I get excited when I see Ernie walk through the door because he has such a presence about him when he enters this building – he is such a legend, and, you know, when you're in his presence, you, you are genuinely in the presence of greatness. He's literally seen it all. He's been broadcasting for longer than I've been alive. So anytime he says anything, I'm listening. He gave me my props one time. He said, kid, you're doing a great job. And I was like, wait, wait what? So, but his work ethic, he hasn't told me anything specifically, but just watching his work ethic day by day. I like to say steel sharpens steel, iron sharpens iron, whichever one you want to say. But just watching Ernie work on a daily basis, how he approaches his job in a professional manner, and everybody loves him, that is is just priceless. Ro Parrish from NBA TV joins the show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. And something that's so great about Ernie Johnson is that he's able to just elevate others and shine a light on others. And he understands that television's a team sport. And they're the unsung heroes behind the scenes who make guys like you and I look halfway intelligent. And he's always kind <laughs> to those people and understands that they're a part of this thing too. And, and when I think back to the actual NBA finals themselves, yes, it's Giannis. Yes, it's Devin Booker. Yes, it's Chris Middleton. These all-stars, superstars. But the others define championships. Ask your buddy Robert Ory. Ask... John Paxson, Steve Kerr, Mike Miller, all these guys, their number was called and they were there to deliver. Talk to me about the performances so far of the others in this series. And as we head now to essentially a best of three, which team you think has an advantage with, as the diesel often refers to them, as the others? (laughs) Yes. Right now we have a situation of momentum versus home court. It's a best of three series. As far as this goes, as this series goes, Early on, Phoenix, I would say, would have the edge when it comes to the others. You have Mikel Bridges comes in, has the game of his life, 27 points. He was spectacular. Then you have DeAndre Aiden, who's technically not an other, but still hasn't elevated himself to superstar status, although he has definitely played his way into a big bag this offseason. And then you look at Cameron Johnson, come in, has the biggest play, wasn't a winning play, but was the biggest play of the finals up until that block from Giannis pretty much the only offensive threat since the Suns went on the road. Jay Crowder was utterly amazing in game three, knocking down the threes, only missed one, didn't have the greatest comeback in game four. But when we go to the other side with the Bucks, this is going to be the, the, the greatest teller of everything in game five. The winner of game five wins the series 72% of the time. I'm worried about this Bucks team when they go back on the road. Now, so far in the playoffs, they're 11-2 and two in games three through seven. So they clearly figure it out and they're going to definitely have to figure it out when they go on the road. So right now, as we speak, I know that the Phoenix fans are rocking. And by the way, I did pick the Suns to win in six. Devin Booker was selected to be my MVP before the series. Right now I have to slightly lean towards the Bucks because they have all the momentum. Greek freak has figured it out. He understands exactly what he's supposed to be doing. He's being dominant 
offensively, defensively. Chris Middleton is steady. He doesn't say anything. All he does is go out there and ball. He doubled his outing from the previous game, had 18 the game before, had 40 in this one, 11 in the fourth, outscoring the Suns. He was ridiculous, my man. So I'm going to lean slightly, slightly towards the Bucks. However, I'm going to stick with my pick, and I know I'm kind of flip-flopping. But, but <laughs> it's listen, a good bro, series. That's why, man. It's tough. It's going to come down to the end. You love basketball, and all you say all the time is we get more basketball, and I know that you're excited. I didn't hear who you picked to win the series. I, I want to say you were going with the Suns. Am I correct or no? Oh, I took Suns in five, and I'm so grateful that it's at least going to be six, not only because I'm a basketball fan, but because I'm also filling in for Rich next week on the show, and I want something to talk uh... about. This. So I was like, oh, great. <laughs> the series is over on uh, Wednesday. I got six more shows to do. Uh, no, now we get basketball deep into next week, so I am super fired up. Man, but the serious question is, who is going to show up at point guard for the Phoenix Suns? Is it going to be Chris Paul, who is a first ballot Hall of Famer, or is it going to be Cliff Paul, who is a liability? <laughs> and, and you know, I, I hate to say that, but, I mean, listen, they need an insurance policy on their point guard situation because the Chris Paul that I've seen, and give your props, listen, the defense for the Bucks has been magnificent. When you look at Mr. Player Holiday, hasn't performed great on the offensive side, hasn't been shooting well, but defensively, he's given Chris Paul plenty of problems. So which Chris Paul is going to stand up? That's what I need to know. 15 turnovers in the last two games. He didn't have 15 turnovers through the first two rounds of the playoffs this year. There is a secret weapon that is sitting there on the Phoenix Suns bench as soon as Coach Monty Williams realizes yes. that the answer to his yes. point guard struggles is sitting there yes. in a pair of ethic sneakers waiting for his moment to shine on the biggest stage. Are we going to get a Langston Galloway sighting, bro? Yeah, number one, shout out to Langston Galloway, the pride of the 225, one of the greatest people ever that I've met such a good person and he can ball as well he needs an opportunity and I'm not just saying this because obviously we know Langston we're slightly biased however I feel like in series when you have a series like this especially when you go back home and, and you as you mentioned Shaq always talks about the others there's going to be a guy who's going to be an unsung hero that's going to come in that you might not expect and have a, a game where he's just out of his mind. I feel like Langston could have that opportunity. I don't know why he hasn't so far between him and also each one more who's on the bench as well, who knocked down a game winner late in the season in a garbage game. Be between those two, I want to see one of those two get in because, as I say, Chris Paul has struggled, and they need something else. They, they need an answer. They need something big. They need someone to have – like I said, an out-of-body experience on the floor in Game 5. Ro, you said, I agree with everything you said, except you said we're slightly biased. No, no, no. I'm fully biased. I want Langston Galloway <laughs> out on the floor. I want to see LG Kicks in the NBA Finals. I'm rooting for the Suns because of LG Kicks. However, the Nick fan of me uh, is comforted knowing that if the Suns lose, then ex-Nick Bobby Portis will win an NBA title. <laughs> <laughs> see, I know you're slightly biased. My bad. You're all the way biased. I'm a little bit more objective because of the position that I'm in, but I would be very happy, number one, for you, because if the Bucks win, as you say, Bobby Portis, former Nick, gets a championship. But if the Suns win, you have two Knicks who both wore number two for the Knicks, Monty Williams, who came in in the early 90s, and then Langston Galloway, who came on later on. So either way, 
Ben is going to win. We'll take it. This is the closest Knicks fans get to NBA titles. You said because of your position, and that's not just with NBA TV. That's because you're an NBA champion as well, Ro. <laughs> Ro Parrish was the DJ for the 2011 Dallas Mavericks. It's the 10-year anniversary of what I affectionately call the gotcha finals. It was the mm. first finals where the Twitter sphere had a voice and looked at LeBron and said, ha, ha, gotcha. And the energy around basketball forever changed. What do you remember from being a part of that finals 10 years ago? And where is the championship ring now? Number one, the championship ring is in a very safe place. Whenever we have finals coverage, that is the only time I break it out and I do wear it on air. Scratch that. I do generally wear it during All-Star Weekend as well. So those are generally the only two times I break out the championship ring. But as far as that year goes, it's bittersweet because – Watching that team develop, come together, because it was a different team than what the Mavericks usually put together. You had a whole bunch of dogs on that team, baby. I'm saying, number one, Sean Marion, who should have been defensive player of the year. Yes, I'm biased. You know, or Tyson Chandler, either one of those two. Those were players that traditionally hadn't been on the Mavs. And you throw in a Karan Butler who got, you know, injured at a bad time of the year, but he still set the tone early on with that team. You bring in a Brendan Haywood. You have a Deshaun Stevenson. You know, you have a Jason Kidd who's a veteran. Of course, Jason the Jet Terry is always on the runway. You have all these players, these dogs that have a different mentality that are in a desperate place in their careers and are hungry to win a championship. And then you have Dirk. Everybody says you're an MVP. But wait, hold up. Relax. You're just a regular season MVP. He was pissed off and he was ready to go. And I saw a different Dirk than I had ever seen in my life. Rick Carlisle, the whole coaching staff, everybody, everything worked out perfectly that season. You come off, struggle with Portland, eventually win that series. Next round, you face the defending champions, Kobe Bryant, the late, great Kobe Bryant, along with Lamar Odom. You have Bynum, who was balling. You have Gasol. They sweep those Lakers who were the defending champs. Get out. You're gone. Next round, the Young Gunners, OKC, Young KD, Young Brody, Young James Harden. Caught them at the right time because we know they went to the finals next season. But they took care of business in six. Then you go to the finals, and at that point, you know, I'm loving every moment of this while I'm there. We have watch parties at the arena at the American Airlines Center. I'm hype. I'm like, listen, I'm, gl I'm just glad we made it to the finals. We're facing this super team, and I say we're on purpose. I won't say that now per se, but I'm going back to my 2011 self when I was immersed in the Mavericks culture. So we were facing the Miami Heat, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron James, the decisions I'm taking my talents to South Beach. All that was there. So we were just like, listen, we're happy to be here. But something changed in that series, and I was like, yo, we got a chance to win this thing. Because early on, Dwayne Wade, LeBron are throwing oops together. It's looking like the N1 mixtape out there in games one and two. But then things started happening, the play here, play there, defensive stop. LeBron, you know, hey, it's all on record. The MVP scoring, what, 10 points in a game? That probably shouldn't happen. But just watching that team and eventually how we eventually won the championship. Yes, we won the championship. That was so special. But it is bittersweet because we celebrated, had a legendary party at Matrix House, the parade. There's pictures all over the Internet. However, that's when the lockout happened, and I got a phone call from the Mavericks. I will never forget this. At 12 noon, July 1st, Ro, good to talk to you. 
Hope you're enjoying the championship. Oh, and by the way, the lockout officially starts now. So anything that you say or do, if you have any contact with any player, if you post anything on social media, if you see, if you are seen in public with any player, you will officially sever your ties with the Dallas Mavericks effective immediately. The business of oh, basketball, yeah. a sobering uh, reminder that this isn't just all fun and games, that this is a business, and you're at the yeah. center of it. With the Dallas Mavericks, you win an NBA championship as their DJ, and it affords you the opportunity years later to rock the championship ring and be an all-star get in action, a cougar with more rings than Phil Jackson. That's Roe Parrish <laughs> from NBA TV at All-Star Weekend. Uh, and listen, Appreciate the time, as always. You know how much love I have for you. I love watching you do your thing uh, during these NBA finals and enjoy the rest of the series as one of these ex-Knicks will go home with the Larry O'Brien. Of course they will. Ben, love you to life. Much love to Mrs. Lyons as well. Thank you for having me on. I got you at any time. Just let me know. I got you. Roe Parrish, be the hardest worker in the gym. NBA TV, be sure to check him out after the NBA Finals, doing pregame, postgame, hanging out with all the guys down there. Atlanta does a great job. And is an NBA champion. See, as a Knicks fan, I got all these friends in my life who have all these rings. They're Laker fans. They remember their childhood filled with championship parades. What do I got? Michael Doliak and Mike Sweetney memories. So we're going to come back next to wrap up the show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich. Game four in the books, the NBA Finals. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Make it stop. Make it stop. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show all these years later. That Charles Smith block just rips my heart out, throws it on the ground, and runs a Mack truck over it. 
Roe Parrish from NBA TV was just on, and we were talking about the Giannis block from last night and such an iconic finals moment and where it ranks all time in the history of NBA blocks, defensive plays, and everybody's talking about LeBron's block in 2016 or even his block against Thiago Splitter in the NBA finals at the end of a game one. But no, Roe had to bring up the Charles Smith stopped again, stopped again, stopped again. And, of course, Laura, who's on the board, I said, oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we don't need to play that coming out of the break. No, nope, let's do the rejoin with the Charles Smith. Yeah, thanks so much there, no Laura. No Raiders yep. from art, but you got to get this for me. Ugh. You know there's a Phoenix Suns fan out there, some 15-year-old kid who got to stay up late in Tucson somewhere, who watched that block. Now, DeAndre Ayton is no Charles Smith, but watch that block, and oh, it ripped out their 15-year-old heart and threw it on the desert sand and ran it over with a 4 by 4 Ugh. Adrian Wojnarowski tweeting out, USA Basketball is working to replace guard Bradley Beal on the team's Olympic roster. Ahead of a trip to Japan, sources tell ESPN, Beal entered into health and safety protocol. So first off, we hope Bradley Beal is okay and healthy. And, and if it's COVID-related, then he get, bounces back and is able to, to, to get right. And it's unfortunate he won't be a part of Team USA's trip to Japan for the Olympics. But this affords the USA men's basketball team an opportunity to go out there and Bring somebody else to the squad. And after what you've seen from the first few games, this team needs some help. They're going to get Devin Booker. They're going to get Chris Middleton. They're going to get Drew Holiday when the NBA Finals are done. But what do you do if you're Team USA and you're losing Bradley Beal? Do you go out and go get another playmaker? Has Steph Curry ever had an Olympic moment? I don't think so. It'd be great to see Steph on the Olympic stage. Just saw him out golfing in Tahoe, looked healthy. What about Steph Curry? You go get Trey Young, a playmaker, a shooter, somebody who's just prime for, for superstardom and ready to take that next step. Maybe it's the Olympic stage that helps continue to, to, to raise his profile. Or do you go for need? Do you go for size? Team USA criticized for being rather undersized this year with Bam Adebayo, a six foot nine center, Kevin Love, who has had his worst season as a pro. Do you go out and get Brooke Lopez, another guy who's part of this NBA Finals, to go play center? Or do you go get Julius Randle, second-team All-NBA, give you some size down low? Julius, however, plays a mid-range game, shoots the long jumper. So offensively, is he going to play, make, and create? A lot of questions for Team USA now that Bradley Beal is no longer part of the squad. So Adrian Wojnarowski just tweeting that out. I also love uh, at the, the end of the show here, and I'll be back tomorrow before returning next week in for Rich again as we'll be on Peacock next week. Uh, but the staff here always shouts out, uh, gives me a little information on, on what happened in this date in history, shouts out some important pop culture moments that happened to what uh, today's July 15th. So back in 2006, Twitter debuted 15 years ago. Twitter. Remember life before Twitter? A lot, <laughs> a lot less stressful, I'll tell you that much. 1988, Die Hard hit theaters. There's something about Mary in 1998. I remember going to a screening of something. There's something about Mary with my father. It was a press screening. And they handed us a tube of hair gel as we walked into the theater. So we had not seen the movie yet. We got this hair gel. What, what does this have to do with the movie? I don't get it. It's kind of weird. And sure enough, you walk out of the movie 
you definitely know what the hair gel's about. Um, so that film came out in 1998. Wedding Crashers, 2005. I think they're making a Wedding Crashers 2. I always, I always get nervous when I hear about these sequels that come along after the fact. It's not like they went into Wedding Crashers 1, set up the story because they wanted to tell you more about these characters 16 years later. No, they just stumbled into some, some success, and now they're being asked all these years later for Wedding Crashers 2? Not sure if the world needs that. Maybe a spin-off movie for Bradley Cooper's character. But I think we should leave uh, leave Wedding Crashers alone. Some famous birthdays. Damian Lillard turns 31 years young. Team USA, Portland Trailblazer, the subject of a lot of rumors this offseason. 31 for Dame. How does that impact his standing around the league? Forrest Whitaker turns 60. Won the Academy Award, of course, for playing Idi Amin. And happy birthday to Barry Melrose, 65. Does a great job covering the NHL on ESPN. Ben Lyons in for Rich Eisen. Appreciate you. Laura on the boards. Thank you so much. Despite playing that Charles Smith drop at the end, you did a great job this show. Charles Smith stopped again. I can't believe you did that. Uh, big shouts out, of course, to all our guests today. Ramona Shelburne, Jamie Patrickoff, Shane Powers, Roe Parrish, We'll be back tomorrow with a big show. Madeline Burke checking in. She covers the New York Giants. Talk a little football tomorrow. Status to Saquon Barkley. It's Ben Lyons in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Sending love to the big guy. Go Blue.